Well, good morning. My goodness, wonderful to see you here today. What a wonderful group. Thank you for being so gracious to a pack in. Uh, as Pastor Josh said, this is definitely a family feel, and uh, we're thankful for that. If, uh, if you are like Pastor Josh uh, and myself, and you like a little bit of space, uh, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, as he said, we're going back to two services on Sunday, September 10th. And so just one more week. And to, to be honest with you, uh, while the two services are wonderful and we'll, we'll just maybe watch even God grow that to three services, who knows what all he has in store for us. Uh, I'll sort of miss this, uh, th- this all together as one. It has its own unique feel, doesn't it? It's very special. And uh, I'm going to miss these days. Uh, that being said, it'll be nice for you to have a little extra room. And most importantly, we're going to create a little space for you in those two services, not only for you to have some space, but for you to invite your friends and relatives, your associates and neighbors with you to God's house. And so we're going to make some space for you, make some space for your friends, for your neighbors as we head into the fall. And let me encourage you to be an investor and an inviter. An investor and an inviter of people to the house of the Lord. Next week, we'll have some invite cards for you that you can use to invite folks to September 10th. We'll be starting a brand new teaching series that day called Thrive. Thrive. God has called you to thrive much, much more than just survive. And uh, we'll talk about how you can thrive as an individual, how your family can thrive, how our church can thrive. Uh, I think it'll be a wonderful time together in God's word in September. And uh, while we look forward to a little more space, we most importantly look forward to that opportunity to invite folks here to join with us at Northwest Hill. So be praying about that. Be thinking about that as we look forward to an exciting fall together. Now, this morning, we continue our uh, teaching series that we've been enjoying together called Game Changer. And we've been looking at some of those verses in the scriptures that are real game-changing verses in our life. Ones that have impacted uh, me, ones that have impacted you, uh, ones that have impacted us as we've looked at them together over the years. Uh, of course, this series could go on and on and on. For in honest, every verse in the Bible is a game-changing verse. Uh, from cover to cover, everything that we read and see is such a blessing. But there are some of those very special verses to our heart and to our lives that sort of stand out uh, on the pages of Scripture as that extra special blessing and encouragement. Uh, whether it's coming to know the Lord or in our process of growing in the Lord, they have been so special to us. Probably today we come to the most famous verse... In the Bible. And we'll spend our time together this morning in John chapter 3, verse 16. You say, Pastor Mike, what in the world could you say about this verse that I don't already know? I, I don't know. Maybe I won't say anything that you don't already know. But I hope today that we'll find maybe some new understanding or some fresh inspiration from this wonderful and amazing verse. Uh, I enjoy on Saturdays. Uh, and on Sundays, watching uh, college and NFL football, and, and really I enjoy watching uh, all sports. And uh, in particularly at football games, it seems, and maybe at some of those larger soccer matches as well that we sometimes catch, uh, you'll see somebody inevitably at some point uh, in the broadcast, as uh, uh, from time to time the cameras uh, sort of comb across the crowd, somebody will be standing up holding a sign 
that says John 3.16. They've chosen to uh, draw our attention once again to one of the most famous verses in all the Bible. If you enjoy studying God's Word, and I hope you do, in fact, one of my prayers is, is that our time together would not be the beginning and end of your time in God's Word for the week, but it would just simply be a catalyst for you to develop your own time every day in God's Word. Uh, you'll hear me say this a lot. If you try to live your Christian life just on my teaching on Sunday, just on the 30 minutes that we have together on Sunday, you will be a spiritually emaciated believer at best. We have to develop that personal walk. We learned that last week from Micah 6.8, that last phrase, and walk humbly with your God. I want to encourage you. I hope on Sundays we can whet your appetite that you will take what we learn together on Sundays and it will just begin to develop into your own walk in God's word every day of the week. As you read it, as you study it, as you learn it, as you love it, and as you begin to live it out in your life. If you're looking for a place to get started in God's word or maybe to get started again, I would commend the book of James to you. Uh, I think the book of James is a wonderful place to start. Uh, in a week, you can easily read the entire book and have even a little time to spare by just doing a chapter a day. And what a uh, simple book, what a very easily understood book it is, and one that will speak directly to your life right where you're living it. So if you need to get started again, uh, the book of James is a great place to do that. And I would encourage you to do that this upcoming week and allow Sundays just to be sort of the sort of the crescendo, sort of the uh, sprinkles upon the icing, upon the cake of your life that you've been already developing and building and, and baking and growing as you're spending that personal time in prayer and Bible study each day of the week. As we come to John 316, we come to a verse that is such a blessing. We come to one of those verses that's sort of a crescendo. We come to one of those three sixteens that as you begin to study the Bible for yourself, for your own pleasure and profit, you'll find that the three sixteens of the Bible uh, always prove out to be a real special blessing. And watch for that as you read through the various books of the Bible. Watch for the three sixteens. And maybe the ultimate one is right here in the Gospel of John. Here's what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. What an amazing verse. Today I want us to see in our time together four wonderful truths about this verse. Before we get started into those four truths, jump over with me to uh, another one of John's books uh, toward the end of your New Testament, First uh, John chapter 3. And I want you to see how John seemed to have an extra special grasp, an extra special uh, heart understanding of the love of God in his life. First John chapter 3, one of my favorite verses, verse 1 here says, See... How very much our Father loves us. Oh, that's a great verse. See how very much 
your heavenly father. And there is not one thing wrong with you personalizing this verse right for yourself, right into your own head and heart today. See how very much our heavenly father loves me. You can say that he loves you. This is interesting. This is written to believers. The book of first John is, is a book that's written to Christians. Those who have already repented of their sins and put their faith and trust in Christ. Those who have really already unwrapped the joy of John three sixteen for themselves. And they're beginning to just grow in that love. They're beginning to really, to, to understand the, the depth and the breadth and the joy and the grace and the blessing of that love. And, and, and the apostle John here just says, let, let's just, Let's just bask together in this reality of how very much the Father loves us. This is for individuals who've repented of their sins and put their faith and trust in Jesus. Who have experienced the reality of being invited through the grace of Christ into the forever family of God. And they are no longer walking as an orphan in this world. They're no longer walking as one who is far from God, but they have been drawn near to God through their relationship with Christ. And now they're a part of this forever family and they have a true forever father and they're on their way to a forever home in heaven. And my goodness, John says, think about how much the father loves us. He's forgiven us. He saved us. He's invited us into his forever family. He's adopted us. Into the family of God. He's given us a forever home in heaven. And he's been there now for over 2,000 years. Our Lord Jesus preparing that place for us. That when he comes or calls for us, we'll go there to be with him. See how very much our Father loves us. For he calls us his children. And I love the exclamation point here that the Apostle John gives. He says, and that is what we are. That's what we are for those who have experienced and unwrapped and realized the truth of John three sixteen, We fully begin to understand. And I pray this morning we can understand maybe a little more. Maybe this morning we can see it just a little clearer. Maybe this morning we can grasp it just a little deeper. Maybe this morning we can understand it a little fuller. See how very much the father has loved us. For he calls us his children, and that is what we are. If you are his son or daughter today because you have realized the truths of John 3.16 for yourself, I pray today that you'll sit in your seat and you throughout this message will just give praise to God for how much he has loved you in Christ. That your heart will be warmed. That you'll feel the love of your father just reach out and surround you. You'll feel his love and his arms around you. And you'll understand again this morning in such a rich and true way how much he loves you. For he has brought you. Jesus has bought you. Jesus has made a way for you to be a part of God's forever family. And that is the family that you will never be dismissed from. That is love that will be there for you every single day that you have breath. And we only begin to understand that love just in shadows and just in part this side of eternity. But when we enter heaven with him, we'll understand in full how much he loves us. Listen, if you're here and you've experienced the truths of John 3.16, today I want you to be reminded of this. You 
are loved. And you are loved with an everlasting love. And you are loved by your heavenly father. And you are his son and you are his daughter. And he is there for you for every step of your journey through this life. You say, Pastor Mike, I'm not for sure I've ever unwrapped a love like that. Pastor Mike, I'm not for sure I've ever experienced a love like that. In fact, I'm here today at Northwest Hills looking to understand what a love like that might exactly be like. In fact, it's the, it's the testimony of that type of a love. It's the stories of that type of a love that I've heard of that has drawn me to lean in a little closer this morning to try to understand what this is all about. I want you to know something. We're so glad you're here. And before this day ever got started, before the sun ever came up this morning, I was praying for you that today may be the day of salvation, that today may be the day that you unwrap for yourself the greatest love gift ever given, and his name is Jesus. This would be a great day for you to realize. This would be an amazing day for you to accept. This would be a fantastic day. For you to walk in the realization of what so many people in this room have already realized. Oh, how much he loves you. And his word is not just a spoken word. His word is a lived out word. He just didn't say it. My friends, he lived it and he showed it. And that is what John 3.16 is all about. So for those who have put their faith and trust in Christ, be reminded how much he loves you. How crazy he is about you. The price that he paid for you. What it means for you to be called his son or his daughter. And for those friends who are here who have never really, truly experienced that love. We pray that today may be the day that you begin to in full experience how much he loves you. The first thing I want you to see from John 3.16, one of four, is the simple fact of God's love. For God so loved. It's the fact of God's love. It's the reality of God's love. This is not a fairy tale. This is not, uh, he might love you. He may love you. You know, our whole world sort of uh, exists on that premise, doesn't it? That as we begin to figure out relationships on the human plane, there's really no guarantees of love felt or love expressed. How many of you can think back to that very first date that you went on with your current fiancé or your current boyfriend or girlfriend or your current spouse? Now, wait a minute. Think back to that very first date with that very special person that's maybe sitting right by you right now. Do you got it? Can you think back to that very first date. If you can remember it, let me see your hand. Look at that all over. Now we have single friends here and I don't want you to feel left out because I want you to know something. If you're here and you're single, every person that raised their hand, they were exactly once where you are right now. We were, and we were looking for that very special person and we were praying for that very special person and God brought them to into and to our life. And if you're single, let not your heart be troubled. He will bring in his will that special person to you if that is is his exact will for your life. You don't have to force it. 
You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to stress over it. And let me take some pressure off you. You don't have to go out and try to make it happen. And if you start getting just a little bit older, you don't have to panic and try to go find that person in the club somewhere. You don't have to do that. In just the perfect time, God is great and God is amazing and God is able to just when you're least expecting it to bring that very special person right to you. He will. In fact, I think sometimes the harder we try to make it happen, the more the Lord says, well, okay, I'll I'll step back and just let you handle this. And when he does that in my life and when I try to handle, you know what I found from my experience? And maybe you're all just plain smarter than me. I don't know, but I doubt it. Here's what I found. Here's what I found. Every time I try to do it, you know what I do? I run it into a ditch. I end up messing it up. I make it worse. You know, the best thing I found for me is to just take my hands off and say, God, you're the sovereign God of the universe. You created the Atlantic and the Pacific. You created the Swiss Alps. You created the Rockies. You created the coastal range. You created the Cascades. You're the mighty God. Nothing is too hard from you. You see the beginning from the end. And God, I want that special person in my life. And Lord, I'm going to trust you to bring that person to me in your perfect timing. If that is your will, if it's not, you'll give me the grace to receive that answer. But if it is your will, you're going to bring that perfect person to me. And I'm not going to go crazy looking for him or her. I'm going to keep my eye as my number one passion looking at and with and for you. And as I put you at the center of my search, at the center of my heart's quest, at just that right time, you'll bring that special person. And I'll be at Starbucks or I'll be at Burgerville or I'll be at Target or I'll be at Fred Meyer. And I'll just reach for my bags and I'll turn around and I'll go. (gasps) And that person will go. (gasps) Right. And you'll go, oh, my goodness, I've never seen anything so handsome in all of my life. Or you'll go, I've, oh, my word, how are you not in movies? You look like, right? Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. That's what you'll say. Now, listen. Listen, I just gave you a free pickup line right there. I did. I did. I just rolled you out a free one. Are you in a small group? Because I'd like to be in a small group with you. There's another one. That's a little more spiritual. See? Right now, I'm currently reading the book of Numbers. And I'd like to have yours. There's a third one. See, that's it. I'm not giving you any more. I'm not giving you any more. See, no more. I told you. I told you, you don't better not mess with me. I told you. See, now you know how I got Jamie. Exactly. He's been working for years. (laughs) You're going to be blown away. Let God bring it. Don't you overworry it. Let him lead in God. He's the creator of the universe. I think he can handle that special person and getting them to you in your life. What a joy. And they will love you and you will love them. And you will remember that first date. You remember that first date? You remember it? You know what? We didn't know when I remember when my wife and I went on our first 
I thought, wow, right? Man, I hope, I just hope she'll love me, right? I, I, and as that grew together, you, and when you start, you know, because you don't, you don't know, right? I mean, they may go, uh, n- no thanks, <laughs> right? And you know, you're like, nah. They, they seem to not want to return those calls or, or, or send that love. And on the human plane, we're not guaranteed that we're going to get that love back. And, and we've all been a part of that on, on both sides of that. We, we know what that looks like. But I'm going to tell you what, you'll never have that with God. As his son or daughter, he loves you. And he will love you every day of your life and every day that you enter eternity with him. He loves you. He has your back. He's not angry with you. He is proud of you. He is growing you. And he is with you every step of your journey. He loves you, believer. He loves you, son or daughter of God. You say, but Pastor Mike, you don't know what I've done. Listen, his grace is bigger than what you've done. And his forgiveness is there for you. If you're a Christ follower today, I want you just to feel his arms around you. And I want you to know how much he loves you. And if you walked in here today apart from Christ, never having experienced that, he loves you too. And it's a fact for God so loved. You say, Pastor Mike, how much does he love me? You know, you only have to look. And I'm so thankful for whoever put it in here. For the wisdom of having this cross in here every Sunday. What a beautiful reminder of how much God loves us. For God so loved. It's a fact. And it's been proven out. It, it's not just a spoken love. It's, it's a love that's been acted upon. As he sent his one and only son to that cross. To take our sins upon him. To show us. How much he loves us. You ask Jesus, how much do you love me? And he stretches out his arms upon that cross and he says, I love you this much. I love you so much that I would die for you. That I would take the nails for you. That I would take the penalty of your sin for you. That as a result of having a relationship with me, you could have the joy of going free. That's how much he loves you. It's a fact. Secondly, look at the scope of his love. For God so loved, I want you to see the fact of his love, but I want you to see the scope of his love. He loves the world. He loves the world. They tell me now, approaching or at now, 7 billion people alive today on planet Earth. Can you imagine? Approaching or at, 7 billion people alive today on planet Earth. You know what's the amazing thing? God loves every single one of them. He loves them equally. He loves every single person in Corvallis. He loves every single person in the state of Oregon. He loves every single person in America. And it's why we're so excited about our missionary partner, our missionary partnerships. It's why we're so blessed by Peter and Diane and the work they're doing. And what a joy for us to be their partners and praying for them and supporting them because they're going to an area that we do not have the opportunity or the privilege to go. And you know what they're going there to announce? They're going there to announce to those precious people that God loves you. And God loved you so much that he sent his one and only son to take your sin upon him that when you commence a relationship with him, you can have the joy of sins forgiven and a life in this world that's beyond compare and a life with him for all eternity. And these are our partners who go to the places that we cannot go to announce 
this amazing, incredible love. And what a joy it is for us as the Northwest Hills family to announce this all over Benton County and all over the Mid Valley and all over our Jerusalem. But what a joy for us through missions to be able to announce it all over the world. And that's a sacred partnership. Not a competing interest, but a complementing interest. Because God so loved. It's a fact. But look at the scope. He loves the world. He loves the world. does not matter what the color of your skin is. He loves you. It does not matter your socioeconomic level. He loves you. It does not matter if you were born in the United States or not. He loves you. It does not matter if you're tall or short, fat or skinny, somewhere in between, what the color of your hair is, what the color of your eyes are. In fact, you know what he says about you? He says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. When he looks at you, he says, marvelous are my works and that my soul knows right well. He loves you no matter who you are. No matter where you're from, no matter what your family dynamic is or was, the color of your skin, the size of your frame, he loves you. He loves every single person in this world. That's why I say you can never talk to the wrong person about Jesus. It's impossible. Because if you're talking to someone that can fog a mirror and that's alive on planet Earth today, I've got some great news for you. You can tell them without any hesitation or question how much he loves them. And you can take them to that cross and the realities of it that you have unwrapped in your life. And you can point them to that cross and say there is the ultimate example of how much God loves you. That he gave his one and only son. Think about that for just a moment, moms and grandmas. He gave his one and only son to be beaten beyond recognition of those who knew him and loved him. Can you imagine a son or daughter of yours that was beaten upon your ability as someone who knew them and loved them to be able to physically recognize them? That's what the Lord Jesus endured on that cross when he took our sin upon him. All the fact of his love. He so loved. Oh, the scope of his love. He loves the world. It's impossible to talk to the wrong person about Jesus. And here you are, that person, alive today on planet Earth. He loves you. Pastor Mike, I know it. You say, I've experienced it. He's washed away my sins. I'm in relationship with him. I'm here today to worship him. Oh, know how much he loves you. Feel his arms around you. The Apostle John says, what manner of love. The Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons and daughters of God. Thirdly, look at the extent of his love. He gave his one and only son. Wow. That's not a love that's just spoken. That's not just a a verbal love. That's not just one of those sort of, well, he's kind of talking it. You know, no, 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 no. He's he's walking his talk here. He's really displaying how much he loves us. Not only the fact, not only the scope, but the extent that he would send his one and only son. Second Corinthians 521. I love that verse. And I love the way it starts. For he 
has made him. You ever thought about that? For God has made his son. It wasn't the son's idea. This was the heart of God's plan that we would have the opportunity of having our sins dealt with. But we wouldn't be left to try to deal with them on our own because we would be left to try to handle something that we couldn't handle on our own. We would be left to try to navigate a price that we could not pay on our own. And so as a result, God in his ultimate wisdom and plan and his sovereignty knew this. And he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Before the foundations of the world, God in his wisdom looked down across eternity and knew that we would fall into this horrible condition called sin. And you can read about that in the early portions of Genesis. And knew that a price would need to be paid. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And God in his wisdom said, I'm going to send my son as the greatest love gift ever given to be able to make a way for sinful men, women, boys and girls to be made back right again with a holy God. And what was God's plan? He took his one and only son and he, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin for us that we might be made the righteous of God in him. And God said, Jesus, I want you to go to that cross. I want you to take the sins of the world upon you. So that when men, women, boys and girls come to that place in their life, when they can fill that God sized void in their heart with nothing else and nothing else will satisfy that they'll be able to come and they'll be able to hear of my love and they'll be able to hear of my grace. And life will, for the first time, really make sense when they repent and believe and receive what Jesus did on that cross. And he made him. That's the extent of the love. He made him. He gave. I think that's the, it's really funny. The fact is, he loved. The scope is, the world. The extent is, he gave. It's just little two word segments. He loved. The world. He gave. He loved the world he gave. He gave his one and only son. And we come to the conclusion. I simply call it the reality of his love. I think we see here the fact, the scope, the extent and the reality. See the reality of his love. That we can make this absolutely real for us. So that everyone here's our next two words. Who believes? He loved the world. He gave whoever believes. That's what it's all about. That's the foundation. That's where it all begins. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now that word, that New Testament word, believe, what a word study. That's a big Full word. I mean, it's a big word. It's a big, like, two-patty, colossal, big man's burger word, right? Like, whoa. I don't even know if I can get my mouth around that thing. Where's a knife? Big old boy. That's what the word believe is here. 
It's huge. And it's just sort of encompassing many different thoughts. When you see the New Testament word believe, it always involves repentance. It always involves repentance. And you can never fully unwrap the truth of the gospel. Please hear me, church, because I hear this so much today. I think this is what so many are trying to do today. They're trying to skip over repentance. And you cannot read your Bible and unwrap the joy of the cross and the answer for sin of the cross without repentance. It all starts with repentance. Belief starts with repentance. When we come to that point where we have a serious and sincere remorsefulness for our sinful nature and its resulting and our resulting sins. And we approach that cross and we say, my goodness, the love of the cross calls me to repentance to where I have a serious remorsefulness. For my sinful nature and my resulting sins. So therefore, I make the choice to do what? To do an about face. And I'm going to turn from my sin. And I'm going to turn to the Savior. I'm going to walk away from my way. Because I've been living my life going my way. And I'm now going to go. I'm going to go his way. And I'm going to turn to him in full. I'm going to repent. I'm going to confess my sins. I'm I'm going to receive into my heart and life the full work that Christ did for me upon that cross. And I'm going to, through my repentance and through my receiving and through my believing in Christ and Christ alone, and I'm going to put my faith and my trust in what he did. And I'm going to, through listen to all those words, through that repentance and through that confession and through that faith and that trust in Jesus and Jesus alone, I'm going to believe And I'm going to receive and unwrap for myself the greatest love gift ever given. His name is Jesus. And Jesus is the ultimate display of how much God loves you. And he invites you. The Father invites you to believe and receive. The Father invites you to, to step into this, to this love story between the Creator God, between those He created, between the distance that was created by our sin, but the absolute intimacy that can be created when we receive what Jesus did for us upon that cross. If you have unwrapped that love gift... I want you to go out those doors today with the full recognition of how much he loves you. Yeah, but Pastor Mike, I, I need to gain some weight. Huh? I hear you. He loves you. Oh, Pastor Mike, I need to lose some weight. Okay? He loves you. But Pastor Mike, you ought to see our, our finances are kind of a mess. and He'll help you with that. He loves you. Yeah, but Pastor Mike, I, I should be doing more. For him, And he's been talking to me about maybe some things this fall that I could do to serve him more. Okay, that's, I hear you. I, I kind of been talking to me too. I, I'm with you. No, he loves you. And if you're his son or daughter, there is nothing you can do. Or there is nothing you cannot do. That would ever make him love you more or less than he loves you right now. 
Church, I, I, I want to officially announce today for those who put their faith and trust in Christ, you're off the performance wheel. And you are fully accepted in him. And what we do in serving and in loving and in reading and praying is not to earn his favor. If you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, you've received his full favor. There's nothing you can do that would make him love you more. And what we do, we only do out of hearts of gratitude because we're so overwhelmed with what he has done for us. But if you've never received that kind of love... Man, today would be a great day to do it. Because I'm here to announce that his love for you is a fact. He loved. And the scope is, is huge. The world. He just didn't say it. He lived it. He just didn't talk it. He walked it. He gave. One look at that cross tells us everything we need to know. And the invitation is real for you. For whoever believes. For God so loved the world. I like to take that word world out and put your name there. Because you're a part of this world. Now we know why the sweet Apostle John, who seemed to have such an insight upon how much he was loved by the Father through Christ, said, oh, how much he loves us. Christ follower, he loves you. You're off the performance wheel. One who's never received this kind of love, he loves you. And today, if you will make the choice to believe, you can unwrap for yourself the greatest love gift ever given. And his name is Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? Close your eyes as the worship team prepares to come for our final song today. And they can feel free to come right on. And the quietness of this moment with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here today and you can not only remember that first date, that first moment, that first special moment with that special person in your life. And all of the question marks that were there. Can you also remember when you repented and believed and received? There's never been a question mark since. He loves you. Oh, maybe in our own minds, but never in his mind. He loves you. I want you as his son or daughter today to feel his arms around you, how much he loves you. I want you to relax in that love, exhale in that love. Pastor Mike, there's things that aren't the way they should be. Okay, in my life too, but he's working on us. Let's just get busy growing and let him help us with those things that we need to fix. Let him grow us. Let him develop us more. We all need that. We're all in that same boat together. And and how exciting it's going to be for us to keep growing in him and realizing more and more of his love. You say, Pastor Mike, I'm not in that group. I'm here today. I've maybe been here a few times. I've maybe been here a thousand times. But the truth is this. I've never unwrapped that love gift for me. I think my mom unwrapped that gift, but but I never have for me. I think maybe my dad had experienced that in his life, but, but never for me. Pastor Mike, I'm new to this whole thing, and I've been, I've been looking for a love like that. 
A love that's unconditional, a love that's everlasting, a love that's never failing. My friend, that's the love of Christ for you. And right where you're seated right now, throughout this message, you felt the Holy Spirit of God tugging on your heartstrings because you know and He knows that you've never unwrapped that love gift for you. You know what? You can do that today. Right where you're seated, you can say, Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I turn from my way and I turn to you. Dear Jesus, I repent of my sins. And today I want to unwrap you into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. Come in. Take up residence. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Make me brand new. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. And I receive today what you did for me on that cross for myself. My friend, in your own words today, if you'll repent... You'll believe and you'll receive. He will do for what he's done for so many in this room. He will change you from the inside out. And we will rejoice with you. Let me tell you this. We're here to help you grow in what will be a newfound relationship with the Lord Jesus. And now a right relationship with your God. As you will be made a part of his forever family. You say, Pastor Mike, that's me. Today, for me, I've had to, for me, for just me, I've had to repent and believe and receive. Today, I prayed that prayer to invite Jesus into my heart and into my life. You say, Pastor Mike, today, that was me. If that was you today, would you just slip your hand up across this sanctuary? I would not come to you, embarrass you, call you out in any way. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Thank you for your sincerity. Across the sanctuary, who else? You say, Pastor Mike, today for me, I prayed and received Jesus into my life as my Savior and your Lord. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you for your sincerity. I see your eyes. God bless you. Father, we thank you for those with tears coursing down their cheeks, with sincerity in their eyes, lifted their hands saying, today I received Jesus. We remember that day, how grateful we are, Lord, for what you've done for us. How we rejoice for these ones who have met you today. And may they know how much this church is here for them. To help them. To champion them. To pray for them. To to assist them in this new relationship that they have commenced today with you. How excited we are, how rejoicing, how thankful that you're still drawing people as the Lord Jesus is lifted up. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.